So then, um, spring is well and truly in the air. Comic relief's over and done with. What's a pile of shite that was. And uh, David Cameron's got his war. This is, um, this is Avoiding the Issue, episode 13, with me, Joe Tarpey, Bob Craddock, and Paul Butland. Say hello together, guys. One, two, three. Hello, hello together, guys. Oh, there's a joke. Oh, there was. There's a joke, and you caught it up. did. We weren't on the same wavelength. <laughs> <coughs> Hi, everyone. Should we try and talk about charity and see where it takes us? Fucking charity. I don't know where you stand, but... <laughs> 70, 74 million was the grand total that was raised by Comic Relief on the evening. I don't know, I, I think, I'm, I've never, no I have, I have donated once, but I'm never going to again, never. It's, it's a complete cock and bull. It's, it's rubbish. It, may, it makes me feel ill. If that's supposed to be the best that Britain has for comedy, as an offering, it was rubbish. It was pathetic. It's spoon feeding the British public warm pieces of shit, right? Miranda Hart dressed up as a gangster, what? rapping with JLS, has got to be like the epitome of non humour for me. Was Billy Connolly not on it? I don't know. I don't that's know. If he was there. I mean, that, that's becoming relief, isn't it? It's Lenny Henry. Billy Connolly. Yeah, I know. Wasn't it? He went out to French and Saunders. Yeah, French Saunders, Ben Elton. Ben Elton, yeah. Ben Elton. All the greats. Ledge. Ledge. Richard Curtis. Yeah, probably write a special episode of some soppy sitcom. I think he did. No, I think he did. Can't comment, didn't watch it. I watched the highlights and it, it, well, it thoroughly depressed me. So, let's move on. Which bits? Fern Cotton in particular. Why does she get involved in the comedy? Well, no, exactly, anyway. that's what it is. It's just She's not funny. No. In any sense? No. Oh. She's not attractive either, but she, she thinks she is. She, she is. is. No, she's she not. Definitely she is. Is. No, she's not. Fern Cotton is. I'm not denying it. That doesn't But she's still hot. No, she's not. She looks like a scared owl. She does. She looks like a little. One of them small owls, you know, the really small owls. I don't know what they're like called. Like a dwarf. A dwarf owl. A dwarf owl. Yeah, yeah. cowering in the little hole, but just every so often sticking its beak out and going... Nah, 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 that's nonsense. Right, okay, we've, we've gone through this in the past, the pair of us, the three of us. Right, you two would, you two like her. Absolutely. I don't. I don't like her. No, I mean, right, aesthetically, on an aesthetic level, you appreciate what she's got to offer. I think that if you were to fuck Fern Cotton, it'd be like fucking a stiff board, to be honest with you. I think her e she'd try and get through the event on her ego alone, you know. She would be the recipient, you know. She'd never be a participant. That's that's the way I see Fern I don't, Cotton. I wouldn't care. No, I don't want to date the girl. A booty caller would be enough. I'm talking about the sex. That's what it'd be like. It'd be like fucking this here table. Well, I'd like to find out. Well, <laughs> I bet you'd be disappointed. That's all I'm saying to you. I think you'd be disappointed. Fern Cotton, you'd be able to say, Bob, do you know what happened the other night? <laughs> Shag Fern Cotton, didn't I? I'd rather fuck the Queen. So where's this money going? You, you're the charity expert. Where is this £74 million going? How much of it is admin? a black hole. Because <laughs> I'm cynical. Yeah. I'm very cynical. Have you ever played Monopoly? Definitely. I have played Monopoly. I, I love, Monopoly. love it, but no, everybody gave up before I could. Um... Right. How do you win Monopoly? By having all the money. 
No, no, it doesn't matter how much money you have. That's by breaking everybody else's backs. No, but you, you win Monopoly by having the economic advantage. So in order to do that, if you've got hotels in every single one of those spaces, then it doesn't matter how many times you or you pass go and collect £200, because ultimately you're always going to land on my hotel, and therefore I will always see, I, I have the economic advantage. This is an analogy, obviously, for the world economic stage. It doesn't matter how much money you give to developing nations um, through aid, etc. Yes, of course, some of it's going to get through for medical supplies, etc. But because they're inherently indebted to Western economies, the economic advantage is all ways the same like in the monopoly well, analogy. Your five pounds could provide clean water for a village. We could. But, you know, the removal of ridiculous tariffs and ridiculous um, debt impositions, forced by what, By which agencies? The WTO, um, World, the World Bank, uh, IMF. So are you go. suggesting that that Five pounds that provides clean water or mosquito nets or whatever. It's useless. It's pointless. You might as well not have it. If you, I mean, if you look at it in terms of I think you're saying figures, that in the long it, term it, goes it makes no difference. Because it's still got debt. But what if it helps one person? What if one person gets a mosquito net because of comic relief? Is it not, no, therefore, no, is it not therefore worthy? Well, no. Because I'm it's not always going to be the same unless, unless you change the fundamental structures of the economic relationships between the West and the developing um, or developing nations in Africa, then it will always be impoverished. So Paul's happy for children in Africa to die, that's all good. <laughs> we might as well all get malaria now. Yeah. That's fine, that's fine. Um, so where should we I go? I sounded cool again, didn't I? Yeah. That's <laughs> too, you've made me sound... Hooked in, hooked no, in. No, it's good, they give you money to charity, it's nice. It's yeah, it's make, good feel good. relieves the guilt of the West. Do you know my favourite thing is when, like, you know, at the beginning of the advert, they're all sad and unhappy, and then at the ad end of the advert, they're all healthy and happy, and the music's all in major chords. Because <laughs> at the beginning, it's all in minor chords, right? So that's to signify that it's sad. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, that, and that's basically what it does. There you go, there's comic relief done, in a nutshell. Speaking of charity, Bob. Yes, <coughs> yes, Joe. I took a video of you in the pub yesterday, I don't know if you remember. Vaguely. I want a thousand pounds from you for that not to go on YouTube. And what was he doing? Uh, nah, well, let's keep the subject matter... Let's keep the subject matter off the air, let's just see how Bob reacts being held to ransom. Well, I think I, th I saw the video and I thought you looked good. I think it's a damning indictment on your personality, <laughs> to be honest, and the public image that you try to uphold. Are you very photogenic? He, is, he looks good. He looks very he good. He looks good. It's just what he's saying. He's saying? He's worse. The thing is, if you, take, if you take what's said out of context, you, you know very well, Joe, of the context that what was said was said in. Mm. But if you put that video up on YouTube, you therefore take what was said out completely out of context and, uh, and then leave it, I deliberately leave it out there for people to make their own minds up. Their own minds up, which their would be wrong. Stupid their own stupid, up. idiotic minds up. You'd be like the news. So you're willing to, you're willing to call my fucking bluff right? <laughs> and let me put it up there? No, I don't think you should put it up there. Well, you know the price. Really you know the price. We're, talking, we're talking about a different Yeah, we're talk, you were at the toilet. Um, I filmed it in the pub, he didn't know I was filming it and he was... Uh, he was looking something up. He was pretending to look something up on the internet, but actually what he was doing was pressing record on the video. 
There should be a little. There's a little compilation going now. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Pop. It's not that bad. Let's let's let the world it judge. It falls into the wrong hands, don't you? Let's let the world judge. No, let's not let the world judge. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. It's propaganda. That's what that is. It's taking things completely out of context and putting your own spin on, on got, what has been said. You've got a reputation as the voice of reason. That's that's a fact, yeah? Yeah. You, you are I don't know if you that's a fact. You've got me squeaky clean now. Someone said it once. Someone said it once. It's all so, politics. It's all politics. You have Why would you do that? Why would you jeopardise my character? Because I'm broke. And you're I'm not going to give you a thousand pounds, whatever happens. Use the world next time. I'll just I'll report it. I'll report the video. To who? To YouTube. They're a faceless organisation. No, by Google. I'll, I'll report it loads of times. Say so I did, this was not taken with my permission. I don't want it up there. All right. Well, I'll, we'll we'll turn it. We'll, the we'll, views. We'll just say expressed in this video are not the views that I hold in life. But how would they know that it was you? You know my policy video. on on distributing things to the world. I've got a no editing policy. There you go. Yeah, but you would pre-edited it by only recording it halfway through a conversation. What I got, Bob, was a snapshot insight <laughs> into a man speaking from the heart. That's what I got. See, the thing is, Bob, it's been built up now. Oh, like, yeah, because everyone's going to start writing it's it in. Go on, I really emails. need to see it. I really want to see it. Should well, we go to the correspondence? Yeah, we can if you want. Right, um, uh, now my favourite section. Love you, Mike. No, you read it, because I, when I read out... I from Mark Ashton. Yeah. Mr. Marcus. Hello, gentlemen. Start, <laughs> starts off with a bit of a joke here. All right. Mm. Well, we've been, I've been criticised for not putting enough jokes into this podcast. Some people are missing the point. I don't actually know what the point is. <clears throat> but let's have a joke. Let's warm it up a bit. Um, I can get 100 tampons for £1. No strings attached. But <laughs> only for a limited period of bloody good deal, if you ask me. <laughs> See, the, it's a well-constructed joke. Like, there's three jokes in one, yeah, essentially, isn't there? Which is just... Um, it's, it's quite beyond belief how hilarious that, it is. That is going to keep us... Going for a while. Keep me amused. So that's his introduction. That's his it's gift that keeps on giving, that, isn't it? There was, uh, no, like, there was no formalities before that. That was his opening gambit. It says hello, gentlemen, but it's I think probably deliberately put a space between gentle and men. Not quite sure of his point. Spin on. What else? Well, let's get to the text. Joe, why is it that you feel the need to provide the world with a running commentary of your life on a constantly up, by constantly updating your status? I presume it means on Facebook. I'm assuming. Yeah, Facebook. we are friends. Me and Mark Aston on Facebook. Yeah. Never met him, but um. So, so re re read the question to me again, sorry. Joe. Yeah. Why is it that you feel the need to provide the world with a running commentary of your life by constantly updating your status? Ah, well, see, now this is because I was never loved as a child. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm turning, to the, um, turning to the virtual world to try and seek assurance and um, vilification for being alive. How do you feel when I'm honest? How do you feel if you put a status update? No one likes it. No one ticks the little Nobody says anything thumbs up it. and no comments back. Do you know what? I feel a little bit hurt. <laughs> and I write in my little stand-up book and I put a little cross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if no, if nobody bites, nobody bites. But it's, it's a good, it's a good vetting process. Do you know when that's going to happen? When you're thinking, I'm putting something out there, nobody's going to say anything on it. Surely you hope, don't you? You Someone at least clicks the like button. It is, it is always a, it is an attempt at an opening gambit in a conversation. And the thing is, Mark, I'm so, also self-employed and 
I don't really have a strong work ethic, so any any opportunity to try and break off, I'm self-employed to work on my own. What I like to do is try and you know create some kind of world. That's an honest answer. That is a very honest answer. When Mark goes on. Yeah. Please do not take this as criticism. I didn't. No, as I fine. enjoy monitoring your profile from afar and often guffaw at your comical ramblings and some of the unfortunate situations you manage to get yourself in. I am pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, no, that's an astute observation. And some of them, some, sometimes, sometimes I, uh, I fabricate around the truth a little just to make it more interesting for, yeah. for other people. Oh yeah. Oh, I take everything well, you write as gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's all. Absolute fact. In fact, anything I ever see on the internet, <laughs> including <laughs> videos that have been secretly edited, I find them all, I just take them all as at face value. Because that's the only way you can do it. That's the only way you can the take it. The only way you can take it. And pretty much everything on the internet is fact. Whatever you see, it's definitely the views of the person expressing them at that time. <laughs> My question is more out of curiosity, as I have been contemplating why people want to thrust themselves into the limelight and let complete strangers know about their day-to-day -day life. But it's used the wrong there, which I can't really explain. I hate that. I can't kind of people, yeah. Fuck you, Mark, actually. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't even want to read the rest of the letter. You've ruined it now. It goes on something about my big fat gypsy wedding. <coughs> something about travellers. It's a bit weird or something. Yeah. Read it. I'm interested. And no one else is. No. Paul and Bob, talk to me about the Illuminati. Paul. Don't. He's not being very specific. Oh, God. <laughs> what does he want to know? I, I don't believe there is. I think, I feel, I get the impression he's trying to get you to come up with a conspiracy theory for me to get completely astonished <laughs> at that you would believe something like that. I think that's what he's getting at. I've read Dan Brown, though, so I know all about oh, that, the Illuminati. Fine, yeah. I know everything there is to know about it. It's good literature, Dan Brown, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really well structured and... I, was, I thought it was all Opus Day. No, that's the other book. It's two oh. books. Well, at least two. Have One you read of them both? Yeah. You've actually really? read them? Yeah. That's disgusting. Have you read Harry Potter? No. I'm, no. Not, a, I'm not a child. The Illuminati is more akin to, you know, Harry Potter. You're doing that nodding thing again. Well, that nodding thing? Yeah, that, yeah, that it's nodding It's called nodding. Yeah, but I don't want to say it again. Well, I don't know. It's not what he wants to know. Um, he wants you to have an argument. He wants you to come off with some random statement of complete and obvious non-facts, as you're so prone to do, and Bob to get wound right, up about it. This is going to be really, really quick, so I'm going to go off. I don't think it will. I think it's more terrifying to, to know that there is no secret organisation ruling the world, and we're really just on a crazy, unstoppable path to... Completely. So you seek comfort in the likes of the Illuminati. Oh yeah, it makes me infinitely more comfortable because I think, oh well, at least there's you know something to go on. At least you know there's a group that could be stopped, but it isn't. It's just a state of mind, and that's the more terrifying thing. Ba 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 ba. Oh yeah, that, that was. I thought that was a good summary. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. It, is, this email reads on for like four pages. It was on for a while. Something about the Middle East. But she'll just get him going again, so I'm not Oh, there. I can talk about Should we talk about the Middle East anyway? Gar um, Gaza. That's so fucking tw 2009, yeah, isn't it? No, Gaza. Gaza anymore, yeah. Gaza. Raise it to the ground, that's what I say. That's a phrase that's... Uh, that's raise it to the ground. I heard mm. that on the radio today. If you're raising something, 
Surely that's a building <laughs> process, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's Ray's spell? It was on the radio, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the subtitles. <laughs> there we go, it's confusing, isn't it? Because, you know, to raise something, I mean, you could think to cut it down. It's not. Te- that's not. Have you ever raised anything? When you have a shave, you don't raise your face. Although you are using a razor, which I guess is where you're trying to pull that word from. That kind of. Look at me shaving with two hands. (laughs) (laughs) So you do raise, isn't that? I'm sure that people at home are going to be very uh, excited to see you raise with two hands. Audio medium. Audio medium. But actually, it's kind of now I've read it through. It's not a bad. It's not a bad life. Why is it as a Western society we praise the revolutions that we see happening across the Middle East? Quote, quote the people are rising up and demanding democracy. Yet we sleepwalk towards, if we've not already arrived in a state controlled by others, where we have no real choice in what happens. Sure, we can elect a different dictator every five years if we want, but during those five years, we can't have a say in what happens. Sure, we can go to the polling booths. <coughs> If we can be bothered, without fear of being shot or bundled into the back of a van, never to be seen again. But really, what's the difference? Apart from the people of the Middle East showing some balls, whilst we sleepwalk through life in fear of change. That was brilliant. That's very popular. That's great. I'm just going to pull him up on a couple of points. There. What I don't like is the fact he's used sleepwalk twice. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. should have been looking for another adjective there. Yeah. Blindly. It's not an adjective, is it? Ambling. Uh, verb. It's verb. It's yeah. late. I'm tired. I'm hungover. It's terrible. Whatever. It's terrible. Sleep. I like the sentiment. I like the. It is, a, it is a good sentiment. Um, he's asking us why. It, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a. Question I don't know why we're an apathetic nation. Is he not just raising a point there rather than that? It's not attaching any questions. He even bloody titled the email questions, but there's no questions in it apart from why you're constantly updating you. Status and does anyone want to buy a biohazard CV? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's the point. Yeah, sure, we can go through, go if to the polling booths. I'll have it. This sentence, I need to pull him up on this. Sure, we can go to the polling booths if we can be asked without fear or be, of being shot or bundled into the back of the van. Now, Mark, I vote in Meanwood, so that fear is a very, <laughs> very clear. Meanwood is an up and coming part of Leeds, and you've got two bars that you have to be earning quite a bit of money to in order to buy drinks in mm-hmm. in Meanwood and you've got a Waitrose so the chances what are the chances of being shot outside Waitrose? Uh, quite well no that Waitrose used to be a co-op Bob let me fill you, <laughs> let me fill you in and the, I've, I've somebody I know got stabbed in that car park of that co-op and somebody else I know got mugged with a sign do you remember Raphael, Raphael from, from, from the Turtles oh, wicked do you remember? Did you watch the turtles? Yeah, yeah. I know you were just older one size on or two. Just one. He just got mugged with the one. It's, it's like not trying, is he? I was gonna say. If he, he did have a red it. bandana. Yeah, though. I was gonna say you've got to put him off. <laughs> spin him around a few times. That was Raphael, was it? Yeah, he was. I thought he was the coolest. He was, but he, no, he was, he was cool. No, it was Leonardo. No, <laughs> wasn't he? Michelangelo was a party My, dude. Yeah. Leonardo leads. Donatello does, does machines. Yeah. Raphael is cool. But yeah. Cool but crude or rude? One of those. Cool but rude. Michelangelo's party dude. Yeah. Was um Splinter's a radical rat? Oh he is a radical. Oh my god. 
So, um, yeah. And where were we Apparently, at? well, the we've pretty much got to the end of the email. Apparently it's been sent from his yeah. WASP T12 speech tool, <laughs> its well weapon, which is a very clever reference to, um, Nathan, Barley. to Nathan Barley. So well done for that, Mark Ashton. Bonus points. But there was a legitimate question asked there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, answer on. it. Go on. Why, why do we do that? Well, because we're, we're, we've got this state mentality where we, we think that in order to change anything, we need to collectivize or we need to do something in a massive movement. Well, we don't. It's nonsense. You know, the, the revolution in Prime is not the same as it would be in perhaps Egypt or Tunisia. Slow it, it down. Individualism yeah. will empower you because when you realize the revolution is within yourself, then you can take action. Don't vote. That's just silly. You're just silly. stupid. Right. Don't vote. Don't vote. Why? Because it's nonsense. Do you know, right, let me answer the question. It only encourages them. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that point and I sort of agree with the, in, in, if, if you accept that you've got internal freedom, then whatever. But I think it's because we don't have life quite as bad. You know, I think you've got to be pushed into these mass movements. And yeah. I don't think well, we've got life as bad as people in the Middle East. Yep. As the oh. average Joe in the Middle East. Absolutely. We don't need that much freedom. We need Xboxes, we need iPads, we need iPhone 4s, we need iPhone 4s. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't have an iPhone 4. Listen, since I haven't had my smartphone, I've been oh, fucking lost. Too lost. Two updates on Angry Birds. Do you want to fill in the listeners how you lost your, 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 your smartphone? Oh, yeah, I got mugged. By a 12 year old. They weren't 12. Oh, I, I think I saw one of the fellows earlier on today. There was an older. Um, what I could only describe as a smackier gentleman. A smackier. <laughs> of a drugged persuasion. <laughs> yeah, he was very much uh, of a... Yeah, he was partial to, I reckon, the odd bit of brown. Um, and two younger rabstabouts. Yeah. Uh, rushed me, didn't they, when I was on my way home. Got on, though. Oh. Got on. Should have manned up, shouldn't you? You know, you, you think, don't you? You think, well, should I? It, Growing up, Paul used to tell me that it didn't matter that I was bigger than him. He knew 115 pressure points. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get him away from me. <laughs> um, what can I say, man? You just used all that links. <laughs> what? Ooh, the links effect. Oh, right. I was, oh, I understand now. Yeah. I thought you meant I used it as a weapon. And that wouldn't have made any sense. No, come on. If you were being mugged or somebody... <clears throat> or three hooded dudes um, ran up to you and were like, What you got for me? What you got for me? And you were like, Ugh! And you listened to your headphones and it was dark and you were up against the wall all of a sudden. And you didn't, weren't sure if somebody was carrying a knife. I can, <clears throat> do you know what I would do? I'd do one of two things, right? Firstly, I'd probably let my gut instincts kick in and I'd be like Baloo versus the monkeys in the jungle book, right? And I'd just be swinging left, right, and centre. Baloo ultimately loses that, so it's probably not the best path to take as a course of action. Mm. So, after I'd started losing that, what I would do is get my cock out and start wanking, and they'd <laughs> soon disperse. I don't think they'd carry on kicking a wanking man. You can hit a man with glasses, <laughs> but you cannot hit a man mid-masturbation. You'd be able to get it up. <laughs> And is that, I'm always you find it sexually arousing? You can you can wank a flaccid tool. No, you can't. Uh, you can't. No, that's merely rubbing. Well, it's still sick. They would see it as wanking, wouldn't they? I don't think they would. If you were mugging someone, Paul, right, and he got his tag out and started shaking it with his fist, you'd you'd stop mugging him, wouldn't you? 
Probably, yeah. Ah, we're, we're learning here. But that's because I'm the gentleman. The <laughs> <laughs> highway dandy. <laughs> I shall leave this man to his ownanism. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably... And I, uh, I, I, a month on kidney dialysis, or a phone nicked out of your pocket. I'd probably stop them and say, look, lads... I don't want to we, give you my phone. Can we just calm down a little bit here? Yeah? We're all getting a bit carried away. <laughs> If we just talk it through, maybe we can come to some kind of arrangement. And, and this is kind of what I did afterwards. No, no, you. let's not go into that. <laughs> this is a long, it's a long story. Basically, got one of them uh, to ring his now. He's got an number. He's got an into Now this is a really brief version. Found out where the third one lives. Went around to his house. Got him all. We had a letter from Lee Wong Cartwright <laughs> of Grimsby. All right. What's what's he she got to say? He or she. Is it Lee Wong or is it Lee Wong Cartwright? Is it? I don't know. Is it I guess Lee Wong Cartwright. So it's one of the double names that they've got now. I yeah. don't know. Double vowel surname? Is it not being specific? So what we're gathering is it's a bastard child anyway. That's it says, what, that's what we're going it says great show guys. Well, great show Joe and Bob. <laughs> Paul, my mother says that if you haven't got anything sensible to say, then don't say anything. Well, his mother can fuck off. Right. Simon Apostle of Glasgow... Says so we comments about fu- oh, I, I, Paul's contribution in ATI 12. I concur, he really brings nothing at all. Why is he involved? <laughs> Brian Church of London. There's more of them, right? The same thing. Have you, have you got your own folder in the inbox for these? No. For no, this is just, this is, Well, no, well, I've sort of correlated. Maybe we could set up a new email address just for people to write in and slag off Paul. Oh, that's not one idea. I've got a- avoiding Paul Butler at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Church of London writes, If you don't stop Paul with... What? Fuck! I, don't, I can't read that. What doesn't make any sense? You read it. You wrote it. <laughs> Brian Church <laughs> of London writes, If you don't stop Paul with his wild and unhelpful tangents, I will be forced to remove myself from your listenership. That's it. That's all uh, he's written. I don't care for it. And we've, we've had several other emails along the same lines. Bob, you've got the list there. Helen Di Matteo, George Winker, Robin Banks, <laughs> definitely a real person. Chris Jeffries of Bristol, <laughs> Dylan Watchtower Bobbin, Colonel Mustard from the Lounge, and Mohammed Swank. There's someone else there. There's Chris- amongst many more. And Chris Jeffries of Bristol. I said Chris Jeffries of Bristol. I didn't hear you. Not the same Chris Jeffries of Possibly so. Possibly so. I hear he's a big fan. Maybe he Googles himself <laughs> on a regular basis and we came up once. Well, I'm just. To I, all those people, I'll now consider you fans. Um, Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about some stuff? Yeah, please do. Um, I think it was quite a while ago, maybe issue 10, that I suggested that people avoid the first. Um, Chemic comedy open mic night that I was putting on, but it was a rip roaring success. It, I think. It, it, I, I think it went. It went brilliant. I, I took your advice literally and didn't bother turning up. Well, it was on your birthday, so I, you know you don't want to be disappointed on your birthday. But you know it was good. Most of the comedians that turned up were really, really good. Um, come down. The next one is on April the tenth. That's pretty much all I've got to say about that. But it links me in to comedians and stand up comedy, right? As you may well know, as I have mentioned in the past. I'm on Twitter, right? Which makes me a twat, right? There's a guy on there who's known as the Tim... I don't really like Tim. I do like Tim Vine, but I don't really like... I wouldn't pay to go see Tim Vine. But there's a guy on there that's known as the Tim Vine of uh, comedy, right? And what he does, he sits on 
Twitter all day writing jokes, and then he'll tell you where he's gigging that night, right? So he calls himself. The no, Tim he is known as the Tim Vine of Twitter. Oh, okay. You said he's, the Tim Vine of comedy, which would oh, be Tim Vine. Yeah, presumably. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, he's called the Tim Vine of Twitter. He's called Tony Coward, and he's very funny, right? It's very similar one-liner little jokes. Um, for example, the joke that he put today was, um, "I after the shower, I sprayed myself with links. I am subsequently banned from the zoo." Right? <laughs> jokes of that ilk. Um, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, he's on Twitter putting his jokes out there, and that's to gain a fan base to, for people to come and see him. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to go see him having read all his jokes. For fear of him telling all the same jokes? Yeah, because I've, I'm guessing that that's what he does. I want to know... He's giving away too much for free. I don't think... Like I think you've got trailer. to be a very special sort of comedian to be able to tell... I, I, don't, I'm, I don't really tell jokes myself, but... No, I, you're a different kind of comedian. Uh, yeah, manager. yeah. Well, no, I do tell jokes. They're, they're, they're rubbish. Um, <clears throat> but it's kind of giving it away. That's my point. Would you go see a comedian that you you know? Would you go see a comedian do all the jokes you'd already seen him do? Yes. Yeah. Really. And I have done. Yeah, I've done that. I I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you went to see Frankie Boyle. I hope in the hope that yeah, he was well, going to yeah, come out with yeah. at least something that I hadn't seen, rather than a best of the mock the week stand up thing. Yeah, that he did. He really put me off Frankie Boyle. Yeah, that I did. And, and then he com followed it up with Tramadol Nights, which made me wish he was dead. So you might go to something here. Yeah. I saw Stuart Lee three times on his last tour. He's not a joke-telling comedian, though, is he? No. But I knew that what was coming. But the funny part of it is you know what's coming. In parts, yeah. So that's different. But he wouldn't... He wouldn't... And part of Stuart Lee is how the crowd reacts as well. Like, you said the payoff to one of the jokes that he did, one of the scenarios that he created, you've never witnessed yeah. that happen before. And that's good, because it's... Yeah, it's completely different. Even though the, the structure is really the, this is my point. Yeah. The, even though the structure is the same and <clears throat> the stories are the same, the performance is different every time. Yeah. With Stuart Lee, it's completely. It's a different show, even though you know the, the script, as it were, is, yeah. is exactly the same. It's a different show every time. You're assuming that this guy. With his one-liners, he's just yeah. That's all. He's a one-dimensional comic. Therefore, if you've read him, I think I probably will have to go see him just to check this theory <laughs> out. But I, I'm, I'm guessing he's got you. The fact that you're talking about him right now, he's got you. Well, I'm he saying that I'm so saying to the listeners, right if they're now. on, if they're on, if they're on Twitter, then maybe they should follow Tony Coward because it'll give you a few giggles throughout the day. But if you, the question, the question is, can you read the same book twice, as it were? You know. If you've read the book, do you really want to see the film? You know? Do you know what I'm saying? I get you. I get you. Because in the, using that analogy and taking it literally, it, most of the books that I've read that have been made into films, I hate. When they're Just don't follow him. In fact, you shouldn't be encouraging anyone to follow him. You should say, don't follow him, but if he's around, go and watch him. Yeah, but maybe... Because then it won't be ruined for you. Maybe his delivery is shit. Yeah, I've got to check this out now. Yeah, absolutely. If you want jokes throughout the day, go on Wikipedia. No, I don't want jokes. Ah, oh, ah, uh, oh. <laughs> dig yourself a hole of contradiction, Joseph. Why don't you? Yeah. All right, go on. What, what else did you have to add on this event? Um, not really. I just thought that that was 
It was an interesting... It, it, it dawned on me today that this guy's a stand-up comedian who publishes all his material constantly. I just thought that was odd. You want an element of surprise. Where I could go with this is Peter Kay, who manages to do exactly the same jokes on every single fucking tour and DVD that he ever does. Yeah, but that, um, I mean, yeah. And people lap that up, and I don't understand it's that. it's the most obvious form. But it's a different, it? um, it's almost like, it, it's, it's strange, I think it's strange how comedy and music are completely opposite in the way that if you go and watch, I don't know, if you go and watch your favourite band, you, you want to hear yeah. your favourite song, yeah. or you, you want to hear the songs that you know. Whereas if you go and watch comedy, you don't want to hear the jokes that you know. You want to. You want to be surprised. Yeah. But having said that, if you go and watch Peter Kay, should you choose to do so, you want to hear him go. If you do choose to. Garlic do bread. Uh, yeah. You know, you want to hear that because he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. <coughs> yeah, it's funny. If you do choose to go see Peter Kay, and you've seen anything he does before, then you're a fucking idiot. That's all I've, <laughs> I've seen. seen Peter Kay. I. Well, the, the DVD that, I think it was his first big DVD, live at the Albert Halls in Bolton. Or was the, the Top the, of the, the Tower? The Top of the Tower was first, yeah. Right, okay, so that was just the, effectively a rehearsal for Bolton yeah. Albert Halls, even though there was four or five years probably elapsed in between both recordings. There were the first few different shows. I, I really, very much... First time I watched it, yeah. I thought it was fucking hilarious, yeah. right? And my housemate at the time watched it every single day after that, for about <laughs> two months. <laughs> And I hated it the second time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I, I just I d detested it. And I, I enjoyed Phoenix Nights, but now I hate Peter Kay so much that I can't, I, can't, I can't even have him on. I came down from the toilet this, e this evening and he was on the one show that Jess was watching and I made her turn the TV off. Because he, <laughs> he offends me that much. And I'm sure a lot of you podcasts have been turned it's off. You're safe. You're safe, isn't yeah. it? You know what you're getting. So, you know, if, if somebody goes back to the same holiday destination again and again, they go like, because they like it. They know what they're going to get. Lovely. Mm. It's nice. It's, it's a thing that you do. You'll probably laugh because other people are laughing around you when you go and see BK. It's nice, isn't it? You, you don't have to have a very advanced palate for absorbing um, that kind of material. Drivel. Leave him alone. Leave, Leave him alone. No, not him. Them. All right, okay. People are just assume. There you go. You're gonna read Do you want to finish with an email? Yeah, let's finish with an email. Who's this from? It's from Mr. Bogdanovich in Sheffield. Oh, from Sheffield? Yeah. From we've Sheffield. had correspondence from Sheffield before, haven't we? I think so. Well, we've got... Well, we'll maybe we might... I guess we'll find out. Yeah, maybe we'll find out. Uh, it says, Hello, avoiding the issue. Your podcast is awful. I tried it once. Never again. Oh. <laughs> That's damning. It's a bit rude. Fine, no, it's fine. He's not going to get to hear his letter read out, though, is he? Well, maybe he's not writing to be... Maybe he's not seeking his light, any limelight. Maybe he's just got something to say. Okay. Let's read on. I write to ask you if you will try to convey a message to my neighbour, Joel Murray. <gasps> oh, that's <laughs> the link. There it is. <laughs> Sheffield. Oh, a fabric is being woven here. <laughs> he has stolen my pig, and he's riding it around and singing to the tune of Campdown Races. I mean, do you want me to fill in? Do you, do you want to sing? I'll sing. Yeah. So no, let me, let's... We, just from there. I feel this email was read in a kind of, it was written in a fever and should have been read out at a, at a pace. Right, he has stolen my pig 
and he's riding around on it, singing to the tune of Camp Town Racetrack. This is my pig, not your pig, do-da, do-da. This is my pig, not your pig, all the do-da day. I think Joel's a bit of a loose cannon. I think, yeah, I think that's bizarre. He refuses to engage in uh, any dialect over the matter. So could you please bring this to his attention? Things aren't going well at work for me at the moment. I'm very tense and need my pig. If Joel Murray does not return it within a full, with a full written apology by March the 27th, I will burn his hut with a match. Well, Mr Bogdanovich, we've, um, we've read it out. What's the date today? He's clearly not listening. It's the 22nd. He's got today. five days to comply. Joel, when's, it, when's this going up? This will probably go up tomorrow morning. So, Fucking 27th, hell. that's what... He's going to have four days. Joel Murray's got four days to return the pig. Joel, return the pig. It's not your pig. <laughs> right into us, telling us that you, your pig's powering the generator. <laughs> Jesus. It's Mr Bogdanovich's pig, after all. After all that. I, mean, I was happy for him. Well, last time he wrote in, I was happy for him that the pig's doing some work to get him some electricity. Yeah. But now, I find out he's nothing but a dirty pig thief. He's a dirty pig thief and he's rubbing it in. Well, yeah, he's gloating, isn't he? This yeah. is my pig, not your pig. Singing his little song. Well, it's a, is that a bombshell? Yeah. Is that enough of a bombshell? Yeah, yeah it's massive. I'm blown away, literally. Right, well, you won't be saying goodbye then, will you? Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. That's so far away. Yeah, far away. Gone. You've gone away. Let me see this video now.